This episode is sponsored by TrueLearn, an exam prep company best known for their smart banks that turn your weak areas into your strengths. TrueLearn is the only company I trusted for Comlex Level 1 prep last year and Level 2 prep this year. Each TrueLearn practice question has detailed answer explanations and concise bottom lines for customizable studying. TrueLearn also has amazing USMLE smart banks, as well as subscriptions for shelf or comat exams. Go to TrueLearn.com and use one of my special discount codes I have for up to $35 off your subscription. Special discount codes can be found in the episode description. TrueLearn is the first line solution for excelling on exams. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and this is First Line, here to bring listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness. Through an osteopathic lens, First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, hot topics in healthcare, the journey to becoming a physician, mental health, relationships, and even philosophy, all while holistically addressing the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. This episode is about Enneagram 6, which means that we are over halfway. We've done 1 through 5, and now we only have 6 through 9. On a personal note, I did just want to say that, yes, I'm still in my third year of medical school. Yes, I'm still doing clinical rotations. I have been doing episodes kind of talking about my first impressions and then kind of a reflection at the end of each of my rotations. And you may have noticed that it's been several months since I have released one of those episodes. And part of the reason is because uh, with internal medicine that I started in late November, I did a month of that, then we had winter break, and then I had another month into late January. So it wasn't that long ago that I actually finished that rotation, and I did want to make one episode about the full two months. So that episode has been recorded, and I will release it, but it's probably going to be after the Enneagram series. So after I do Enneagram 9, that episode will soon come after that. Right now I'm in my pediatrics rotation, and I will also be making an episode about that. I think it made a lot more sense to have the Enneagram series consecutively each week so that when you go back to listen to the full series or when you share it with someone, um, they can easily just go in order. So that's just in case you were wondering what was going on with me. Things are going well still um, in third year. This time of year is a lot of planning for fourth year. I'm glad that I'm still able to record episodes for you. Yeah, without further ado, here's the rest of the episode. Sixes are known as the advocate or the strategist. Their core desire is to be secure and to be supported. Sixes above all want to be safe, protected, have guidance from other people, and have reliability in their life. Sixes are practical and responsible. They are clever thinkers, and they are insightful problem solvers. They unfortunately often doubt themselves and their own analysis of situations, though. They often feel 
mistrust of not only themselves but of other people and they also look to institutions and society with high suspicion. They are known to ask a lot of questions and they like to explore many different options, often serving as a devil's advocate. They are very much prone to anxiety and this anxiety is non-pathological and it's different from an anxiety disorder. It is just part of their personality that they're always anxious about the future and their current situation. And that's what really drives them to make their decisions and to move forward. But most of the time, it is more of a healthy anxiety that allows them to think through things and to plan. Sixes just react to the world by being prepared for danger. They're constantly scanning for what might go wrong and they're often hyper vigilant. This makes them excellent risk managers, but also specialists in worrying. They are sharp and often are the first ones to pick up things because they anticipate and solve problems promptly. They are often the last ones to finish things like exams or projects, but they often deliver the best results. Like fives, they are more thinkers than doers, so they often fall victim to procrastination. However, sixes thrive under procrastination and always deliver. As the third and last of the dependent numbers, the other dependent numbers being ones and twos, sixes understand who they are in the context of other people. Sixes are warm, loyal, and driven by a sense of community. They often use humor as a defense mechanism. They despise betrayal and also don't like to feel cornered, pressured, or controlled in any way. Sixes can present as being in opposition because they often play devil's advocate to get to the truth, so it's important to keep them informed. They are also the number that cares most about the common good. Sixes are a very complex number because they can actually be split into two types. They can be phobic or counterphobic. Each individual six can move between phobic and counterphobic, so you're not really one or the other, but often you will find that a six will have a dominant type. Counterphobic and phobic also exist on a spectrum as well. You can kind of be in between too. Phobic sixes are very anxious about the world and often think in terms of worst case scenarios. They are often likely to be more introverted, whereas counterphobics, they still prepare for danger and have many of the same traits as phobic sixes, but they react in terms of confronting the danger before it comes. They are much more likely to expose themselves to what they fear to grow more and more numb to it, such as taking opportunities that involve public speaking, even if it makes them nervous. And it doesn't necessarily have to be having physical strength. They can also, kind of like the five, equip themselves with a mental knowledge as well in order to confront their fears. Phobic and counterphobic sexes may even seem like on the outside to be different numbers entirely, but it is important to note that they still have the same underlining view of the world, this view on being secure, whereas their approach to it is a little bit different. The vice of the six is fear, and this looks like 
just a subconscious need to protect themselves from any danger and anything wrong that can happen around them. So they often have accelerating thoughts and also accelerating conclusions that feels like they're just spinning in their minds. Always thinking about what can happen, how they're going to prevent it from happening, or how they're going to confront the problem. And this leads sixes to be a little bit hesitant in decision making because they don't want to make a permanent decision. They want everything to be flexible for changes because they never know what is going to happen. So sixes struggle a little bit with making long-term plans and even things like goal setting because they know that they're just going to have to adapt. And this can prevent them from engaging with different things throughout life due to their fear. But sixes actually are probably the number that are most equipped to handle things when they do go wrong because of this fear that drives them. And then the virtue of sixes is courage. And again, like other episodes, the virtue is what the number strives for, not necessarily what the number has. Only the healthiest sixes will achieve true courage, but it's really what all sixes should strive for. And courage for the six looks like taking definitive action and making decisions and also taking responsibility for their actions as well. Taking on things themselves instead of delegating the decision making to other people. Um, with this courage, they can really take charge and be the leader, whether it's the leader of other people or even just being the leader of their own life. And with this courage, they can make themselves a little bit more vulnerable, which sixes really struggle with. And they can give themselves a little bit more reassurance and not be as skeptical and have so much doubt about their own abilities. The unconscious childhood message for the Enneagram 6 is that it's not okay to trust yourself. It's not okay to trust yourself. You can see how if they believed this as a child growing up that they would just always have this self-doubt and always be overthinking things and just having their mind go wild. And this is also why sixes tend to drift towards communities and to really rely on authority figures in order to make decisions because they don't trust themselves. And then sixes go on to often also mistrust and be a little bit skeptical of authority. So they can have both of those going on, but a lot of times sixes in their minds, they're always thinking about trust. They just revolve around trust and like being in the dependent stance, they often relate that to others too. So they always look to authority and their minds just are always thinking about the authority figures in their lives, whether that is their parents when you're younger or a spouse maybe, political figures, the police, and lawmakers, and doctors, and teachers. Sixes are always wondering what these people are thinking, and they want to understand their thought process. So they often either have blind trust for these people, 
because they don't trust themselves, so they want to rely on other people, or they can grow skeptical of these people as well. But they are very much always thinking about what these authority figures think and what they're doing. And then the lost childhood message for the Enneagram Six is you are safe. You are safe. So sixes want to hear this more than anything else. They want to know that they are safe. So that guides all of their behavior, really, and their thought process is always to make sure that they are safe. And growing up, they do not hear this from their parents and from other authority figures in their life. They never really feel like they are safe. So sixes growing up, they often start to pick up these different characteristics of always being hypervigilant and needing to know what is going on and needing to stay informed. Even if as a child that really shouldn't be their preoccupation, that is usually the role of a parent or a guardian to make the child feel safe, but sixes are very much mature in that they know that even parents won't know exactly how to keep them safe, so they think that they have to do it themselves or that they have to turn to other authority figures. And the animal that lines up with the Enneagram 6, I'll split it up with phobic and counterphobic. So for the phobic 6, Richard Rohr identified the gray mouse as an animal because of their fearful nature. And also the hare, uh, mostly because they are true to their post. They are very watchful for danger like the Enneagram 6 is. And hares are often seen doubling back and forth. So that kind of gives some imagery to the inner thought process of a phobic six. And then there's the deer who kind of represents uh, some of the shyness and uncertainty of the phobic six. And then for the counterphobic six, we can think of the wolf that is very much a strong animal that is very fearsome and confronts danger, but still needs protection of the pack. So the counterphobic six, putting themselves out there to confront their danger, but really needing to rely on community and authority figures as well. So kind of showing both sides of that. And then the German Shepherd is used to show loyal and obedience that the six has, especially the counterphobic six. But really, phobic and counterphobic sixes are very much focused on loyalty as well as obedience to authority figures or to their own thought process. And then a good one for the counterphobic six is the rat because when rats are backed up into a corner, they can be very aggressive. So this shows that when counterphobic sixes are confronted with danger or circumstances that creates fear, they Treat it with aggression instead of backing down. Okay, talking about moves for the Enneagram 6. They move to 3 in stress and 9 in security. And 6s are part of the 369 triangle. 3s and 9s move to each other in stress. And it's the one group of 3 numbers that has this characteristic. So that's why a lot of times it's kind of difficult for three sixes and nines to identify their number because they are each of these three numbers at some point because 
you're either a three, you move to three in stress, or you move to three in security. And then it's the same for sixes and nines. So it's really important to reflect and be like, okay, what kind of characteristics do I have in stress? Am I more of a three, a six, or a nine? And then when I'm feeling really secure, when I feel like my healthiest, when I'm at my best, when I'm very comfortable, what characteristics do I have? Since they are in different stances, it's helpful to think, okay, when am I withdrawing? When am I dependent? When am I more aggressive or assertive? And then it's also helpful to think about each of the triads that they're in because threes are in the heart triad, sixes are in the head triad, and nines are in the gut triad. So thinking about which one is my baseline, which one is me in stress, and which one is me in security. But still you might have problems differentiating your number but I think the first step is to realize that you are in the 369 triangle and then working through it that way. But again, you still want to look at the deepest desires as well as the unconscious childhood message and the lost childhood message to differentiate as well. So when sixes are stressed, they move to three and stress often comes when They are confronting one of their fears, so one of their fears is actually present and has to be confronted or fleed from, or if something happens that is unanticipated, because sixes are always anticipating, but sometimes that's not going to be 100% of the time, so sometimes things are still a surprise, and sixes don't really like too much of a surprise. So this can stress them out. They can also be stressed by deadlines or having pressures put on them. And other numbers might feel stress in these circumstances as well. So as a reaction, moving to three, they will rely less on other people and more on themselves and their own proficiency to solve the problem as fast and efficiently as possible. They quickly take on characteristics of the doing style of threes that leaves them with a sense of accomplishment when done correctly and in healthy space. So the six really needs that three space in order to solve the problem and to stop worrying about it and just thinking about it and to actually do something, whatever that looks like. These three characteristics are very helpful for the six. And then when sixes are secure, this might be when there are no stressors, no uncertainty. They feel supported by their community. They will enter the space of nine, which is a very peaceful place. We didn't talk about nines yet, but we will soon. This move makes so much sense. Sixes without danger allows them to disconnect and relax and be a little bit more withdrawn. They are a lot less likely to ask questions and instead be a little bit more accepting of their current situation. And because sixes are overthinkers, they really need to be put at ease so much by either their community, their peers, or people of authority in order to achieve this. But when they do, they can really take on really great characteristics of nine. Sixes really aim to achieve security, and they center their lives around avoiding or confronting their stressors, and often move between phobic and counterphobic as well. So as far as growth for Enneagram Sixes, it's really important for Sixes to have authority figures that they trust, 
and sometimes you can't really choose your authority figures as far as like political leaders but sometimes you can choose your authority figures like teachers and doctors and anyone else in a role to take care of you you also can't choose your parents but you can choose the adults that you have in your life to be role models for you also if you are a member of a church you can choose what church you go to and choose a pastor or a priest that you respect and admire and trust trust is super important so don't put yourself in a situation where the authority figures are people that you don't trust and also know that trust takes time to develop but for sixes it's really important for them to have one-on-one meetings with authority figures not everyone stays after class to talk to the teachers one-on-one not everyone sets up meetings with their pastor to talk one-on-one either but i think for sixes even before anything comes up that they need to address it's helpful for them to establish rapport with people in authority in their life and for most sixes this comes naturally that they seek out these one-on-one relationships but it really does put sixes more at ease and allows them to um, not be as stressed and, and not constantly have their gears turning So sixes, like I said, have a lot of self-doubt. So room for growth really comes from some self-reflection. So learning the Enneagram and realizing that you do have this self-doubt, but that you are actually capable of making decisions helps in itself. But also sixes really are one of the numbers that really benefit from journaling and reflecting a little bit more on the past sixes are very present moment oriented so anything that forces you to reflect on the past um, will be good and for sixes it's really good to reflect on times where you were right about something and about situations when you made good decisions and that you were successful and anything that will give you a little bit more of confidence boost. Sixes do not suffer from overconfidence by any means, so anything that can add a little bit more confidence is really helpful for the six. And sixes, since your mind is always on high speed and you're always thinking about things and overthinking it helps to have someone to vent to. Sixes are one of the numbers really known for venting about just daily life happenings. I think it might be a dependent number thing. And that really just helps to let go of some stress. And a lot of times, if you can find someone in your life that can give you added reassurance, that can be really helpful. Sixes shouldn't rely on other sixes to talk through their problems because then they will just feed off of each other and increase their stress and their fears. So it's always good to find another number that is also someone that you trust. There's so much to learn from other numbers and it really is good to find someone of another number to talk to life about, whether it's your feelings, what's happening in your life, your thoughts, your future plans, um, your reflections on the past, anything in the present moment. It's really helpful for any number to do that. But I think especially for the sexes, you don't want to bounce back and forth with another sex because that will probably only make things worse. So in conclusion, they can 
really have a lot of movement even within their number with going from phobic to counterphobic. And often those moves can be unpredictable, but also adaptive to their situation. Sixes are the number that are most prepared to encounter different stressors in life. And they're constantly prepared for danger because they're always thinking about worst case scenario or even just different possibilities of the way that things happen. They love to ask a lot of questions and play devil's advocate, but ultimately they're very um, deep thinkers that are a huge asset to society because they are risk managers. They really help to keep society together by always anticipating things that might happen. you so much for listening again i'm on instagram at first line podcast also on facebook facebook.com slash first line podcast you can reach out for any questions comments suggestions feedback i'd love to hear from you thanks again